Welcome, 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 all you wonderful people back to Rad Talk, where sports and medicine collide. I'm Dennis. And I'm Gage. And we're going to be going over, uh, starting with some some MRI interesting things. Uh, Gage is going to kind of go in depth about some MRI information that, yeah. um, you know, maybe the normal folks were just not aware of. Um, and so he's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I, what prompted it was I was mindlessly scrolling through Reddit you know, a couple week or so, week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw an article about a guy that was with, he was accompanying his mom with the, for an MRI. She was getting the MR. He was just with her and they let her, they let him come back and he was carrying a gun and the gun because of it interacted with the magnet, it went off and killed him. And I know you and I have seen other stories about things as far as metal things, you know, being brought near that we can talk about those afterwards but it got me thinking about like that the the texts tell you these things like for a reason like they're not a fucking suggestion like this is you know it's almost like a the speed limit people treat it as a suggestion but then when you get pulled over you're like ooh, that's bullshit no it's law like you know right. it, it says right there so right. this i kind of wanted to go over this because i'm sure nobody knows about it before unless they've had an mr and they've had this discussion with the tech mm-hmm. but it's a very uh, important thing and it's something we get i'm we get tested on as radiologists and I'm about to take my certifying exam. So I have to study this stuff. So this is why it's fresh in my mind, mm-hmm. but you'll know some of it. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, I guess, is what is an MRI, right? I won't go into the details of like how it works, but the M in MRI means magnet magnetic. So it's just mm-hmm. a huge magnet. Mm-hmm. And the thing that people don't realize is how strong the magnet is. It uh, extends outside of the room. So it's in a room, the magnet is in a room by itself, but the field extends, it's so strong, the field extends outside of the room. So if the tech has like like a a metal clip or badge or something, it could interact still with the scanner. So the first thing is to know that it's a huge magnet. It's a very strong magnet. I at one point learned it's X amount of times stronger than the earth's magnetic field. I don't remember what the number is, but it's much stronger than earth's magnetic field. So That's the first thing. The second thing is when you get an MRI, they give you a uh, sheet check, like a checklist sheet that you have to go through that says, do you have metal? Do you have this? Do you have that? Yada, 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 whatever. And you need to take that seriously because of the stories that we could talk about after we're done. Mm -hmm. But it will ask if you have tattoos, if you have metal, if you have pacemaker, all the stints, all this kind of stuff. So the first thing you need to do is take that seriously, fill that out seriously, because the most common, I mean, do you know what the most common issue is with magnets that people report? Like the most common adverse side effect? Burns maybe? Yeah, Um, so it's burns. People get burned because the magnet or the coils get so fucking hot. mm -hmm. And people like me, I have, you can't see them, but I have tattoos and sometimes the ink has metallic fragments Mm -hmm. in it and it will interact. So, so yes, burns is the most common thing, but Take that seriously. So the third thing is, is you mentioned briefly the zones. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about the zones because it comes into play when you go get your MR. Mm-hmm. So there are four zones for uh, MR. One is essentially anything that's outside of the MR suite. So if you're in the hospital cafeteria, if you're in the ultrasound room, if you're in the eighth floor, that's all zone one. And there's no restrictions. You can walk around with metal, with whatever you want. So that's where most people that work in the hospital spend their time is zone one. The first crucial zone is zone two. And that's where they take you to fill out the sheet that I just mentioned. So it's the screening room. 
is zone two. So that's where you'll fill out the sheet. And then that's where the tech will tell you, hey, this is a big fucking magnet. If you have anything magnetic on you, leave it here right now. Like that's the whole point of zone two is to make sure you get the you get the metal out of your body. So if you have anything magnetic on you, you leave it. If you have metal like uh, stents or anything inside of your body, they'll see that on the sheet and be like, okay, mm -hmm. if you if it's if you have metal, then they have to check is it MR compatible, is it not? Whatever. That's a different mm -hmm. issue. But the big thing with zone two is that's where you get screened. And people, you should not go past zone two with any metal. So, once you make it past zone two, you've been screened. So, so if I if I have a if I do have a stent or if I have a pacemaker or something, mm -hmm. will I even make it to zone two? Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll make it to zone two. Okay. Usually, they ask us beforehand, or they'll do it themselves. They'll they'll see the sheet, and mm -hmm. if it says I have a pacemaker, the hopefully the patient knows the model, like the type of pacemaker, and then there's a book. Mm -hmm. like, to look to see if this is is it mr compatible which means there are no issues you can go get the scan is mm -hmm. it functional which means that it works with certain scanners certain strengths whatever mm -hmm. or is it not compatible at all if it's not compatible at all then unfortunately you're done mm -hmm. and that's when they'll call us and be like oh, you know what what test should we do now right so once you do that everybody with metal makes it to, to the second through zone two once you get checked through zone two by the tech, they've cleared your pacemaker, they've cleared everything. Then you go to zone three, which is the MR suite itself. So that's where the scan, the control room is like where the techs do their thing. That's what zone three, mm -hmm. and they, they don't have uh, any metal on them. Like they can't have their badges, can't have metal. Nothing can have metal. So once you make it to zone three, you can't have metal. And then zone four is the actual magnet itself. So mm -hmm. the zone four is just the magnet. So those are the four zones, but the biggest one is zone two, I think, because mm -hmm. you can't go past zone two with any, like the whole point of zone two is to check to make sure you don't have metal. So you prevent a gunshot like this guy. Damn it. That's okay. That's okay. Gage has dogs. That's all right. But so once you get to zone three, the tech will, uh, you put your gown on, you put your gown on in zone two, you go to zone three. That's when the tech will then put you in the scanner, which is zone four but they do all of their work out in zone three. So once you get to there, you should be good to go, right? If, mm -hmm. if you have, if you have uh, metal, they're going to find out like this guy that brought a gun in and was like, yeah, went off. So, and I mentioned earlier that the, the magnet can, the field will extend past the room. So there's actually what they call a 5g line, which is to the point where if you walk past it, it can affect any metal you have in your body. Right. So mm -hmm. if you tell them, uh, you, you somehow they make it past without a pacemaker, like without mm -hmm. knowing that they if you, if you walk past the 5g line, it will affect your pacemaker and you're not even in the scanner yet. So that's why it's a huge issue. And if it affects the pacemaker, I mean, what happens? They're going to die, right? Yeah. If the pacemaker shuts off, they go into arrhythmia, whatever. So that's mm -hmm. why it's a huge issue with knowing if these people have metal. Right. We had, I remember when, I think this is a concept that a lot of patients don't really understand. We had mm -hmm. a patient one time that had, um, I think like some kind of congenital heart defect and they had it fixed and they were like two and we're like, well, can you get records? Cause she, I think it was a she, whatever they were older. So it was mm -hmm. a long time ago. So we're like, yeah. MRI was fairly new. So this thing may not be MR compatible, right. but you're like trying to explain to them that if you have metal, the magnet can move it, right. It can move the magnet or it can move the metal in your body. It can mm -hmm. heat it up. Mm -hmm. It can do a whole bunch of stuff. And yours is in uh, the heart. 
So mm -hmm. if it heats up, it will sear through. If it's in a vessel, it's going to go through the vessel and you're going to bleed to death before you even know what happens. Right. If it moves it, it's going to rip the vessel. Same thing. And they just get pissed because they're like, they just don't understand. And I'm like, if you want to sign a waiver that says you get in this magnet and you could die, go for it. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. Right. So it's a huge deal. And then it's another big deal because another thing I'm sure you've never even heard of it, but most people have never heard of is when you have to quench the MRI, mm. which is so essentially the magnet is on 24 seven. They never turn the magnet off. And if you have to quench it, quenching is essentially turning the magnet off, mm -hmm. but it's a huge deal. It's one, it's yeah. very expensive. Mm -hmm. So this is where it gets kind of a little nerdy. I'll be frank with you, but the, so do you know how they, the MRI magnet, we said burns were the most common thing. Do you know how they cool the magnet? Um, you know, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard of quenching. I don't know how they cool. So the, it's constantly being bathed in like liquid helium. So liquid mm -hmm. helium is what cools the magnet or the coils to keep mm -hmm. it from overheating. So if you quench something, quench that magnet, mm -hmm. what happens is the coils essentially get super fucking hot, super hot, so hot that it turns the liquid helium into gas. So gas, uh, gaseous helium. So then what happens is they have like a, what's the word? A vent or something, some kind of conduction system mm -hmm. where it will take the helium outside, right? So mm -hmm. that's the whole point is to, mm -hmm. to get rid of the helium. Yeah. So the, the coils will overheat, turn the liquid into gas, and then the vent system, ventilation system, that's the word I was looking for, is supposed to take it out of the room. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't always work. So sometimes what happens is when it turns the liquid into gas, the gas will displace the oxygen. So if you're in that room and the, the, and the helium, uh, helium turns into gas you can suffocate to death yeah so that's what they always recommend if you have to quench you have to leave everyone has to leave immediately mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to close the door because the pressure of the liquid helium will keep the door shut so you can't even open the door so if someone gets trapped in there when the door's shut and there's gaseous helium they're dead right because unless you because most um mr suites you'll see you've seen they have like a glass between the scanner and the tech mm -hmm. so to Get equal out the pressure you'd have to break through that glass and then the, the helium would escape so at least they have the glass i mean yeah, I guess, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's a huge it's a huge deal yeah there are the only there's like the mr tech and the doctor are like they have to discuss like if quenching is necessary there's only two scenarios that they teach us where quenching is like 100 percent necessary do you know what they are just by chance uh I'm 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 guessing that it's like a patient or something is is in there or, or something. Yeah. Maybe. So one of them is if either the staff or the patient gets trapped. Yeah. Right. So if something gets sucked into the scanner and they're trapped right. between the scanner and whatever gets sucked in the room. The other one is a fire. If there's a fire, because if that helium gets lit on fire, it's dust. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So those are the two. It's crazy because even if if someone codes in the MR scanner, you're not you don't quench the you don't quench the scanner. You right. get them out of the scanner as quickly and then you do the code in zone three yeah. so it's i mean it's a huge deal it's very expensive because then you have to replace that helium to, to use the it's scanner again probably like so, a million dollars or something. it's very expensive yeah so then you have hospital administration pissed off at you you know because mm -hmm. it's a big call usually yeah. usually they're not pissed off at us right because it's the patient that lied like in the case of the gun mm -hmm. i know the tech i know the tech asked hey do you have any metal and mm -hmm. the dude just outright lied so yeah. it's his fault but I wonder if there's a, you know, 
so they've used like a metal de- you have like you have to go through a metal detector mm-hmm. yeah, they, have a metal, they have a metal detector they have a metal so that's detector. how we a lot of, they call it a wand and it's it's not as strong as the mr magnet but it's what we use if you have people that tell you they have metal somewhere in their body because a lot of times people will get x-rays and you're like i can't fucking tell you if this is magnetic mm-hmm. or not based off an x-ray yeah. so they'll they'll run the wand over it and if it reacts to the wand whether it heats up or moves or like sometimes you can see it uh stretch the skin like you can see it want to start and if it reacts to that wand you don't put them in the scanner because the scanner will rip it out mm-hmm. so they do have a metal a metal it's not a i've metal. heard of like um people with uh like retainers like they have permanent like metal mm-hmm. retainers and they can go they'll go in the magnet mm-hmm. um, the right? image yeah I don't know if it's just is it is it just the retainers are so small that it doesn't pull? I mean, obviously- likely they're likely they're not magnetic. So there's a, they have to be things have to be what's called ferromagnetic. So not just magnetic in general. Okay. Uh, so the, likely the retainers aren't ferromagnetic. They're just metal that uh, it would might react to like a normal magnet, but it won't react to the MR scanner. Uh, but in that case, the the, the uh, retainers ruin the image, right? Because you can see it just a blur across the whole face because they have metal in their mouth. Right. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a huge deal. The whole point of this segment was to say that if the fucking tech tells you, hey, do you have metal on you? Like, this is life and it's truly yeah. life and death. Right. We mentioned the the one guy that killed him killed himself with a gun. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the funny one, not funny, but you know the uh, mm-hmm. had a sex. It was a sex toy, and the the oh, packaging yeah. said there's no metal in it. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know one. I don't know why you wear it to a CMR yeah. scan to begin with. Fucking right. stupid. But yeah. the box said no metal. So I'm assuming he didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. Or he or she, whatever, didn't tell them. Yeah. And got in the scanner and turns out there was metal in that thing. Mm-hmm. And it the it won't respect boundaries. It destroyed his, I mean, through the colon, through the abdomen, everything. It will destroy him. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not something you mess with. Stupid. People are just... It's like not. It's truly not a suggestion. Like if you yeah. want to die, you want to die. Take metal into the. And right. then I don't even. I don't even know how it works legally. If you're the reason that we have to quench the scanner, or then you at fault and you have to pay for something. Like I don't know how that works. Right. Right. But the bottom yeah. line is just if you have metal anywhere, tell mm-hmm. them. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and you and you and you know, I think they show, whenever you like a new employee or something, they show you like the magnets always on. You know, mm-hmm. different instances where they've taken um wheelchairs or structures yeah. in there and you know they didn't take mri safe ones and they just pulled it right into the magnet and then they mm-hmm. had to quench the magnet and turn it off so they can get the thing out of there and yeah because if, if you don't you're not getting that thing out if you don't you're not going to be able to pull it away right and the, the stronger the you know the larger the object the stronger yeah. the pull yeah. you know and i mean so, people like have legitimately have died because they get trapped between objects the, yeah the yeah the, uh, the gurney or whatever gets sucked in and you get tra- like you're gonna die yeah. you can suffocate you do whatever damn ca- maybe it causes fractures whatever like there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of shit that can happen yeah so i think i saw like um i think it was like you know like sixty thousand a hundred thousand times stronger than gravitational pull of the earth there you go like See? it's just it's crazy isn't it like, <laughs> it's crazy. like that's nuts and what's crazy is is that how many like mri machines that we have all over the world all over Mm -hmm. the you know and so we have these things that are that powerful all over the place and it's Um, like i said it extends outside of the room which means up out like it so it can extend up to the floor above so if you if your mr scanner's on the first floor it will the field will extend 
to the second floor. So you can't have anything metal right above it or it will, I mean, yeah. it'll just suck it down to the floor, but if it sucks it through the floor, it's a different story. Right. So, Man. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, I think, think it's about... just an aspect people don't like, I don't know if they just think we're telling you this for the fuck of it, but like, this is, this mm. is real life that scenarios mm. have happened that were hundred percent preventable. Yeah. I, I don't even think that. And I, and I didn't realize, like I knew the different zones, but I didn't, I didn't realize that um, how far it extends you know, mm -hmm. it extends out, you know, if it's on the first floor, how far on the second floor does it extend or does it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll depend on how strong the magnet is. If it's a 1.5 or a three, I mean, some of these academic places have seven, seven <sighs> Tesla magnets. So it's yeah, just, that's it's crazy. I, that's what I was saying. I was saying, it said a three T MRI scanner is around 60,000 times stronger than the entire earth's magnetic field. There you go. 60,000, which means a seven T is double that more than double that. So, and they're, they're working, I think they're working on like 10 T scanners. There's just so many issues that can happen. I mean, we talked about burns. I don't know if you ever had an MRI, but the coils are what make the loud, the gradient coils are what make the loud clicking noise. People have issues with hearing issues after that. Like, so, I mean, everyone always, we talked to the last episode about uh, someone doing the full body MR and saying there was no radiation. Sure. There's no radiation. That's hundred percent true, but there are other, other issues mm -hmm. and, Safety. radiation radiation may kill you when you're 85 that right. mr magnet can kill you now right so yeah it's a it's, scary thing it's it's important to yeah, you listen to these yeah, i mean it's folks. crazy no radiation yeah. doesn't mean it's 100 safe so just i just right. thought this i don't we usually don't get this technical on the, on the podcast but i feel like it was an issue that we need to talk about because people yeah, i yeah. feel like a lot of times don't take it seriously Right. Well, so, and you know, in, in other aspects of radiology, the extra, you know, ultrasound is myself and mm -hmm. x-ray or whatever, like we're not as familiar with all these MRI mm -hmm. different things. You know, we go in the top of the barrel baseline details yeah. of their I mean, do they, even, do they even check you? Like, if you, I'm assuming you've taken a patient from ultrasound to MRI. Mm -hmm. Do they check you? Because you, you go into zone, maybe go into zone three if you take the patient straight there. If not, then you're at zone two and they don't need to check you. Have you ever been inside the suite? With the patient? Um, no, I've never. I, the farthest yeah. I've ever gone with a patient is zone two. So you work in the hospital, and even you aren't. You're not allowed in zone three. The tech would have to. The only people yeah. that are allowed in zone three are the techs and us, right? Unless you've been checked. Like if the tech checks you, no metal, then you can go. But you have to be zone two. I think is the most important because that's where you have to be screened. So if someone happens to waddle in through zone two without being screened, that's when shit can happen. Right. But. And uh, I, and I, and I think there's tests too. Like you have to take the MRI test just to be able to, yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, to be checked or whatever. Like I have to be yeah. signed off that I'm able to mm -hmm. go around MRI, um, which it's is crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. I've, I've, had I, an, I've had an MRI before. I've been an MRI. Um, the loud. A lot of yeah, the loud. we we could get into an aside, but a lot of people think they're claustrophobic when they get an MR. And like, yeah. Yeah. this made me think, you don't watch Rick and Morty, but it made me think of, his name's Mr. Poopy Butthole. I'm going to put the clip in here when I put this on YouTube. It's like, oh, claustrophobic. I mean, people, you're not claustrophobic. Like you can literally, it's a tube, <clears throat> but you can yeah. see each end. You can see out each end. Mm -hmm. To me, claustrophobic is like, can't, I can only, yeah. I can only see the, the out behind me, but going forward, I can't, it's just dark. I can't see shit. Right. So when people say they're claustrophobic, or they want Valium or Xanax to get, I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, mm -hmm. like, just get in the scanner. Yeah, so man. now, and we've talked about this a little bit, people that are claustrophobic have to get in the open scanner, mm -hmm. which 
degrades the images. Mm-hmm. We had I had one the other day, and he had um a knee, like a partial knee replacement, and mm-hmm. he was claustrophobic and couldn't get in. And I was like, "Can we put him in the clothes?" She's like, "No, he's claustrophobic," and it ruined the MR. He couldn't. I, he essentially got three or four sequences, and I said, "This is non-diagnostic." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's again, we're not like trying to shove you in the scanner against yeah. your will, but like those closed scanners are so much better than the open, mm-hmm. so much better. I don't know what the equivalent is in ultrasound, but yeah, as far as image quality, but. And does that affect the T's like the, you know, one T, two T, three T, is it like, you know, more a closed one would be a higher T level or mm, no, they can all be, it just all. affects the, uh, oh, we're going to get nerdy again, but it's, it's essentially the closed is uniform, right? Cause since it's closed, the mm-hmm. signal is uniform throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So your picture is much better when you get in the open. It's obviously not uniform because part of it's open, but the, right. no, the, the strength, uh, I think clo- uh, open magnets usually are not as strong, but they mm-hmm. can, they can be 1.5. They can be both, uh, both open and closed, but it's more about the, like the picture, like mm-hmm. how good the picture looks, which, you know, you guys don't care about, but we do on the back yeah. end reading it. So that's, yeah, that's true. And then it, it, it gets into another issues because most research is done on the closed. So if you have stents and they say, Oh, it's approved on the three T closed scanner, mm-hmm. you can't just plop them over to a one and a half open and say, Oh yeah, the stents are fine. So, which techs try to do sometimes, and you're like, no, the the studies were done on the closed one and a half, not the open one and a half. So maybe they'll be fine. Likely they'll be fine. But you want to take the risk and have them have that stent move or sear through the vessel and kill the patient? Uh, I don't think so. You know? Yeah, for real. So, <laughs> but uh, I know that what what are some of the equivalents in um, ultrasound it's not life or death but there are definitely yeah. things you guys tell them to do that they don't do that then right. affects the images or whatever which i just had this with a patient the other day you know when we tell people um you know don't eat anything before an exam that's super important if we're looking for your gallbladder you know mm-hmm. you have a fatty meal and your gallbladder you, you eat a blt or something your gallbladder yeah. contracts and so we're like okay which we don't see through gas and ultrasound and so if you yeah. cause a bunch of gas um, I also did a, you know, an, a, a simple aorta exam was a screening exam mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to, I, I was like, okay, well, he's like, oh, I just ate breakfast. And I was like, well, you're not really supposed to, yeah. let's, let's try to take a look and see what I can see. And I took a look and I was just like, I don't think these images are going to be diagnostic enough. And it could just be, you know, you just, sometimes you just get a big person and they're just naturally gassy. Yeah. Or is it the food? And it's like, if you're, if, if I'm not sure one way or the other, I'd rather reschedule you and. Yeah. It sucks to reschedule, but I th- and I think a lot of times, and I, and I don't know, I have so many patients that have told me, um, they they don't get told by their doctor's office that they should be NPO, which yeah, may or, be true. The doctor's office, which I think is an issue. We should be the ones that tell them, but I mean, yeah. you know, that's another issue. Things fall right. through the crack or whatever. But right. I can believe that there's sometimes. I do a lot of procedures, just basic procedures, and the patient comes in and they have no clue what's about to happen. And I'm like, man, the doctor that ordered this should have at least prepped you. Like you have no idea you're about to get a needle in your shoulder and I'm inject contrast pretty straightforward, but so I can believe that part. And I think, yeah, I definitely think we should be the one, you know, as a hospital, we should be the one to tell them, but it would be really beneficial too. If like the doctor gave him a piece of paper or something and says like, this is what's going to your procedure, like a generalized understanding of like what's going to happen. 
what you know don't have anything to eat or drink for eight hours or yeah. whatever whatever it is and so you don't come in there and you're just like why well, I, I don't even know like no one told me you're like somebody along the lines told, told you me. yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah and, and and then it sucks because then well, and, and also you know i think we're so backed up with exams mm-hmm. that we're scheduling people out sometimes a month like a month yeah. two months in advance and so they're like i don't know i booked this like three months ago and so now you know how Canada feels. Yeah. <laughs> socialized, medicine. socialized medicine. Shout out to the, all of, we're the only country out to Canada. Here without socialized medicine, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And then they get pissed at you because, <clears throat> Oh, nobody told me not to eat. Now you can't. And you're like, well, I can't see your gallbladder because yeah. all the fluid that was in there, you have now just ejected because you ate, or right. I told you to come with a full bladder for your, um, Old renal kidney. Yeah. yeah you, yeah. you voided right before you got here. Mm-hmm. Come on. So I know yeah. someone told you at some point. So yeah, I agree. It would be nice if there was like a, a printout that said, don't eat. Here's why you don't eat. Even right. you go that far, mm-hmm. but give them a YouTube video or something. Jesus. Yeah. something. It would be, it'd be a great thing. Yeah. Maybe that's something that we'll get into. We'll make YouTube videos and just, and they'll just send them our videos of what we just explained. Here's why you don't. Yeah. Here's why you don't. Yeah. And it's you know, shoot them an email. I think that would be a, a great thing if you don't want to waste paper or whatever. You're like, okay, check your email. We're going to send you exactly yeah. like what you need to do beforehand. Or if they're boomers, somebody can call and be like, here, oh, you know, here's why you don't. I, just, I feel like it's somebody. And then they get, they get pissed at you because you're like, nobody told me. So now you're like, oh, we have to reschedule. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's bullshit. Just do it. And you're like, well. I could do yeah. it, but it's not going to show you what we need to show. And then I'm going to be like, well, it doesn't show me what I need to show. And repeat right. the fuck either, you know, repeat it or whatever. Yeah. So and if, if it's pre boomers, then we'll just like whatever that, you know, we'll send somebody to your house. Gen X is and just, just talk to you yeah. and just have a, you know, knock on your door, ring your doorbell and yeah. come in and die. And that's maybe not today's day and age. <laughs> it might, uh, people might get killed. Yeah, don't you do know, that. Especially in the Midwest I, or the South or something. Yeah. There's gonna be some I, guns pulled on that. So let's I think I think for legal uh, purposes, that was a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I think but, uh, uh I, I think I've been uh, I've had good uh, rapport with with folks though too, and I'm like like I'm sorry that no one told you or you know, the right people didn't tell you and but if I do this exam it's gonna be non diagnostic and yeah or not as diagnosticable as if that's a word that i don't think it is but we'll yeah probably not but like you're not gonna get as good of results possibly just, yeah just tell them you're gonna save them money because like we may yeah. have to repeat Redo the exam it. you know insurance is gonna cover it just tell them you'll save yeah. money they'll be like okay fine whatever <laughs> yeah this is true yeah, yeah. um all right cool. uh, 25 we got whew, 26 minutes out of that one I was I was passionate about MRI safety. So <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going over it right now, you're really it's fresh in your yeah. mind. So it's a good thing. Yeah, I'll get tested on it. I'm pissed that I have to learn it, but <laughs> but you've got to somebody's yeah. got to know it. Somebody's yeah. got to be in there ready to quench that thing if we have to. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the blame. <laughs> but uh, all right, what's next? What do we got? Oh, we got a good one next. This one was uh, I've bitched about this group all the time. I don't know why I'm still in it, but I saw something in the ultrasound group on Facebook, <laughs> and one of them was complaining about. I forget if it was a specific study, but the, the overall theme was like coming in at night overnight to do quote unquote stat exams. Mm-hmm. So they were, there was two themes you can imagine. One was like, yeah, we should. And one was like, no, we shouldn't. But you and I are going to be on opposite sides, which I think is why mm-hmm. it's a good thing for us to talk about. So I want you to explain the yeah. ultrasound side of things about coming in for yeah. stat exams overnight. 
Right. And so, so in a lot of hospitals, um, they don't have overnight coverage. And so they'll have somebody mm -hmm. on emergent call just with the staff. I mean, staffing issues. This is, this has been around forever, not just recent yeah. um, with staffing issues. And so because we don't have anybody there on emergency, we need somebody to, to rule out a torsion case or a, a DVT study or a gallbladder study or whatever, cholecystitis, yeah. whatever, whatever the problem is. Um, and so these, uh, ER physicians will order uh, right upper quadrant to rule out gallbladder because they're having gallbladder or close mm -hmm. to because they're having gallbladder issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things, a lot of some, and I, and, and what I think it boils down to is, is sonographers feel like they're being abused because you're calling us in for different studies that maybe it could have waited till the morning or mm -hmm. maybe they could have had a CAT scan instead. Not mm -hmm. saying, you know, that's that the radiation. In these little, in instead of, and so they're they're burning out your staff that we don't even have a midnight staff person for anyways because maybe yeah. we can't hire a midnight staff and now you're burning out your day shift staff. We're yeah. coming in, we're doing this gallbladder or DVT study, and then we're also expected to be in the morning at seven a.m. or eight a.m. and work the full day. So you have us coming in at two, three. Sometimes, I mean, there's been nights where you know I was called in so many times and then I had to be in at eight in the morning and you just feel like you're just a zombie. Yeah. Like, I mean, the level of, of care, like you're not taking care of yourself. So the level of care you can give your patients is, is not optimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm, I'm like risking missing things because I'm so tired because I was doing patients all night long. Yeah. Um, and so that was an, and then, and I'm like, Oh, then I, somebody sees a job opening somewhere else. They're going to take that and get, you know, if I cannot take call or if I cannot yeah. take, you know, whatever it is like, cause call is just a, a huge issue. Um, but I, I was talking to Gage and, and he said, you know, what makes you think that like, and then I've worked at hospitals as well that with, to help minimize call, they reduced what um, the physicians or the providers could order. Mm -hmm. so they said, okay. You can't order gallbladders anymore. You can't mm -hmm. order DVT studies anymore. And so what they would do is they would hold the patients mm -hmm. and they would either do the gallbladder study in the morning if you didn't, you know, if you didn't get the CAT scan or yeah. they would do the DVT study in the morning. But if they really thought they had a, a blood clot, they would treat them for, with blood thinners. Yeah. Um, and so, but Gage is like, you know, that. Yeah. That, so when you mentioned that there were, there were two options, the mm -hmm. DVT one specifically, the CAT scan or the gallbladder one, whatever, get the CAT scan, I guess. Yeah. And then we can pawn it off on nuclear medicine, you know, if we want to get a high scan, but mm -hmm. the DVT one specifically that I told you there were two options, mm -hmm. right? So you, the ED physician or whoever suspects they have a DVT, very high clinical suspicion. Mm -hmm. And you guys are like, no, I'm not fucking coming in to do this stupid fucking study. Mm -hmm. So the physician's forced to be like, okay, I have to start you on a blood thinner because mm -hmm. I think you have a DVT. Right. Okay. So there's one option. You don't do the scan. They start them on a blood thinner. The mm -hmm. other option is they're, it's kind of a low suspicion. They don't start them on a blood thinner. You right. guys do the scan in the morning. So both outcomes likely are going to be fine, right? Nothing mm -hmm. is going to happen. But so the adverse outcome for scenario one is that they start them on a blood thinner. You guys do the exam in the morning. There's no, there's no clot. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was never a clot. Maybe it's dissolved by the time you guys do the exam. So the issue with, I've told you, I've seen this in practice. These, mm -hmm. You don't want to start people on blood thinners unnecessarily because they can cause spontaneous bleeds. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people spontaneously bleed in the brain and they died. Yeah. So now that's a scenario that you guys have to, you guys, I mean, you don't have to take any like legal action. Like you're not responsible, but like right. if you're a good 
like a decent human being, you're going to take responsibility for that. Cause you're like, well, shit, I should have mm-hmm. just come in at 3am done yeah. the exam. And then the, the negative outcome for scenario two is there is a clot, even though it's low suspicion, there is a clot mm-hmm. and it progresses to a pulmonary embolism and the patient dies. Mm-hmm. I get those. Those are extreme examples, but those are like, it's kind of how you have to think. So right. I told you those were the two options Yeah. for DVT specifically that I don't think a lot of people text specifically think about. Yeah. I think, and I think in this instance, it's super important. You know, if you just have, if you're calling me in for a DVT study because they have just elevated D dimer, I mean, mm-hmm. D dimer can be, it means a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I've done patients like that before and just like, so you don't really have any leg pain. You just have an elevated D dimer mm-hmm. and that's what I'm here for. I'm like, like clinically, I, I, I think, and I think as other sonographers were like, okay, are you not doing your due diligence clinically before you're calling me in at 3 AM mm-hmm. knowing I have to be back here at 7 AM and I have, and when you call me, I have a half an hour to be there. Like, uh, I know some, a lot of hospitals use a half an hour. Some use 45 minutes. I, I've never yeah. worked in a place that used, I don't think an hour before, but so I'm like, when you call me in, I, I have to be up, changed, ready at the hospital within 30 minutes. Yeah. Just sleeping so, in scrubs. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, there was, there was nights, yeah, legitimately there was nights that I got called in so many times, like three or four. I mean, you know, if, if you start call at 7 PM and you work till on call till 7 AM, when you come in the next morning, if you get called in a couple of times, sometimes you do, you just lay down. I mean, that's why was, we were going to have a talk. Uh, have you ever slept at the hospital? And it was like, sometimes yeah. I, like you're there at 6am and you're like, well, I can't go home, but I can't clock in yet. And so what do I do? It just like fall asleep. In a chair or something. Yeah. yeah. Like you, know, <laughs> you just, you hang out. And, and so in that uh, as management side, I can, you don't want to burn out your staff. You have, mm-hmm. you don't have enough staff to staff that midnight position mm-hmm. or no one wants it no one wants you know for sure nobody wants it <laughs> no one wants to but then again no one wants to take call for it either yeah and so you're just like this double-edged sword what do you do you want to take you want to take proper care of your patients like the patients is a frontline staffer like we all our job is to take care of our patients our management's job is to take care of us mm-hmm. and so i think that's where the the conundrum comes um and, and i've worked at a facilities where you know they've drawn different lines. And so, okay, you can't be called in for a gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't be called. Another hospital was they, you know, you can't be called in for anything, but torsion. If mm-hmm. it's testicular torsion of ovarian torsion, you can't be called in for that. But then there's other places that like, you know, they call you in for like a breast abscess or something, something that yeah. probably could wait a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that hasn't just, acute over this short period of time or something mm-hmm. or, or you've gotten called in for you know i've been and i think and this is where some of the frustrations i think come from is a sonographer that's been called in you know this person started having pain in their belly a week ago yeah, and they yeah. were like you know what tonight's the night i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go to the er and yeah. they say well we're you know we're worried about cholecystitis there's like well you've had this pain for a week now, like you can't wait another three hours for us to, and, and maybe in you, and you know better than me, you know, how, how, um, yeah, things can go South for folks if they have, and, but I mean, if you truly see, you know, somebody's jaundice and like, you really think they have colies, you know, it's there's a cat skin that you can, you can do or, or yeah. Treat the symptoms. Treat. I the mean, symptoms. the surgeons, we dogged on a little bit last time, but they're usually pretty good clinically. 
Mm-hmm. Like if they think this this person has cholecystitis, they're gonna say fuck the ultrasound. Like we're the clinical symptoms are enough for us to like because cholecystitis specifically, it's a laparoscopic, so mm-hmm. they can they don't there's no huge incision, so they're like yeah. clinically it fits, so let's just do it. So I feel like in that scenario, the surgeons would be like, you know, I don't need the ultrasound, I'll just take them and take which is just out. which has just made me think about something I, I did. Um, there was a at a certain hospital I worked at, they didn't do um, vascular exam- exams on the weekend. And so during the week they would do various arterial size venous studies, yeah. but on the weekends um, they didn't do arterial studies or, or whatever it was. Yeah. They and didn't I remember studies either. Uh, they, I think that they would just do, it was like strictly oh, DVT. Okay. They Good. wouldn't do like yeah. a carotid or yeah, they wouldn't okay. do yeah, a, that makes sense. Um, lower extremity arterial. Yeah, I guess you know. And, so, okay. and I remember having a conversation. There was a provider that called, I think it was the nurse practitioner that called and said, um, I need this lower extremity arterial study done. There's no flow in their legs are cold. What? <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, I was like, well, we don't do like, you, you need know, a vascular surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the, and that was, that's it. And this is, goes back to the, I think the clinical frustrations is you go back to, and you, and I remember telling her like, well, we don't do arterial studies. And I'm like, well, it's a cold leg. Like it needed done. Like, yeah. and, and, um, and if you're thinking in your mind, you're like, well, if, if we don't do it and the leg is cold, like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, why are you even waiting for that's the, that's not even, that's not even the study she should have at that point, you need to see the surgeon that wants a CTA, first of all, not an ultrasound. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. you should have called the surgeon first. Mm-hmm. Then they said, hey, you know, maybe yeah. I don't need to study yet. Let's go now. Let's see. That, if yeah, this leg is cold. Yeah. If you're having, if that's a real issue. Like clinically, you're like this, this, and this. Yeah. Like, let's, like, we're wasting time. This kind of gets back to our point about, I don't know, last episode, whenever we talked about, we wish we could educate people. Mm-hmm. on like what they need to order when they need to right. order it i feel very strongly in fellowship i obviously did msk so all of our studies came from ortho so mm-hmm. i feel very strongly that all msk mri should come from ortho unless it's for osteomyelitis anybody can order that so mm-hmm. i feel very strongly that this the person that's going to handle it should be the one that orders it in this scenario the vascular surgeon should have been the one that said because you one you would have listened mm-hmm. more closely if a that's attending true. vascular surgeon says hey i need you to do this mm-hmm. Secondly, he would have said, she would have said, I'll just get the CTA. I don't need the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So I feel very strongly that the specialized physician should be the one ordering the specialized imaging. It's not like mm-hmm. a, uh, a chest x-ray. Oh, I have a cough. Anybody can order that fine. Mm-hmm. But when you get into this highly specialized stuff, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, we're specialized in reading it. Not all of us read all of this stuff. Right. So if we can't read it and not all of us can read it, not all of the providers should be ordering it. It's yeah. a little aside, but I feel very strongly that specialized physicians should be ordering the specialized studies. Right. So, and I, and I think with this particular case, I think they ended up um, like shipping them out. Yeah. And so you were like, like what were you, like, okay, if, if it would have, you know, just thinking things through, if you would have came to me and I would have done it and I'd be like, yeah, there's no blood flow. Like it's like, that, there. it's like that meme. You remember where he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't think I have the facilities for that big man. It's like, <laughs> you're going to order the exam and you can't, the surgeon can't. Even... Okay. Ain't nobody going to do it. We're going to order it and then ship them yeah. out. I read a, like, blank, um, a brain bleed the other day. And I'm like, this person needs to see neurosurgery now. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, we don't have that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you better get them somewhere that does. Yeah, like now. Exactly. It's so like, if, you, if you don't have, one, you're, you shouldn't be ordering it. Two, if you don't have the facilities mm-hmm. that if you do order, say it is the right study and you don't have a vascular surgeon, what the fuck are you doing? 
<laughs> I mean, you hear that you've heard the saying time is tissue. That's for everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you're not a specialized stroke center and we tell you this person has a stroke, they need to be gone. Like as soon mm-hmm. as my phone, I hang up the phone with you, you need they need to be gone. Yep. Heart attack, this is the same thing. They needed to revascularize that leg as soon as possible for any mm-hmm. chance to not right. amputate it. So the fact that you're dicking around trying to call the ultrasound tech in for the I mean, we're getting off on a tangent, but there's <laughs> Well, I mean, there's reasons why we do things the way we do them, right? And, and I, I think, I think that, yeah. And, and and folks who are listening to this, maybe if you're not a medical person, but like, you know, a lot of hospitals sometimes they don't have the surgeon there, or they don't have mm-hmm. certain, like Gage said, certain facilities have certain mm-hmm. things, or they do certain things better than other facilities. They have certain people, they have more people, whatever that is. And so mm-hmm. maybe you're in a, you know, I've worked in. You, you have a little hot local hospital in your town that doesn't have something that they ship them off to a bigger city yeah. or a bigger town or some place that has it. So it's not like, a, you know, it's not like Walmart where you go and it's just, they have everything yeah. there. It's not one-stop shopping. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, like, they, they might be able to handle grandma's hip fracture, but that doesn't mean they can handle her brain bleed. Like exactly. there's, there's levels to everything. So right. I think it's good, to, even if you're not medical to, I mean, we're making a joke and like shitting on these people, but like what mm-hmm. we're saying is real. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are listening and you're a patient or you're um, a spouse or somebody of a patient, mm-hmm. you can at least ask like, hey, mm-hmm. if this vascular study comes back positive, do you have the you surgeon or whoever? Maybe it's IR that does it there. Somebody that does vascular stuff there. And right. if they say no, then you can be like at least like, hey, then, you know, mm-hmm. can we get on the phone with the hospital that will take care of this? And I think another even a good aside is, is you know, a pediatric. Um, mm-hmm. if you have, if you have kids, you know, it's and, a whole different, God, it, it's a whole nother world. And so I think if you have kids, I think that's important to know, you know, where's the nearest pediatric hospital or where's yeah, the nearest, where you you should know, go. that's yeah. The, the people, yeah, the facilities that are used to working with kids or pediatric hospital, like if, if you have kids, like, I think that's something that should be on your list of like, how far away is the nearest pediatric hospital? Cause I'll, I'll give you insider information that. There is not a single population that doctors are scared to work with more unless they're trained with it than kids. Right. If you yeah. don't work with kids all the time, you doctors don't want to, I don't want, I'm, I'm in that boat. I don't want to touch Pete's mm-hmm. imaging. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. It's not like they're um, little adults. They're truly their own. They have unique diagnoses, unique diseases. Think mm-hmm. everything's different. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely good to know like right. where you're, if it's, if it's like a common cold, fine go see a general doctor, whatever. But mm-hmm. if you start to get a little more serious then yeah, I agree. You need to see where you're, where the nearest kids hospital, children hospital is. Yeah, things located in different places and yeah. bodies still grow. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thing, I mean, uh, for imaging, things look different in kids. I mean, the easy example is growth plates. Adults don't have growth plates, right? Cause they're closed. Kids mm-hmm. are still growing. So they're still open. So even the imaging, just imaging alone, not counting all the other stuff mm-hmm. is vastly different in kids what they can so if you see a, a tumor in the kidney in a kid it's a completely different diagnosis than it is if you see it in an adult mm-hmm. and it's much more serious in a kid than it is an adult mm-hmm. so you want you want people that are like specialized in kids so definitely definitely but uh somehow god damn <laughs> somehow we did <laughs> every time we have like we're like well we have like two topics we're like we need to have another topic but i think you know we i was just so it. passionate about mr safety that i did not expect it to take 20 <laughs> so minutes so. about MR safety. well it's all important 
So yeah, I mean, especially is, when yeah. it's fresh in your mind, like it's nice to go over these things that you're like getting ready to take a test yeah. on, like super knowledgeable. And I can tell the people that I got tested on it, right? So yeah, then you can you, you can maybe go on I'm the not MRI. Just making this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> just making this. Stuff I have up. to get. I'll, I'll have questions about this the next end of the month. So yeah, next week on, I'm just making this thing up. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people think doctors just make shit up. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not yeah, making this yeah. up. This is real. So especially with the I and I won't go into it, but especially on like googling things, you know, the amount of education. Oh, I get pissed. Yeah, we've briefly like, talked about this. I get yeah, so yeah. pissed. Yeah, this will be my <laughs> one, two, three, like four, like fifth certifying exam, like board exam. Come on, like yeah, I get I get it. If you've lived with the disease for twenty years, and mm -hmm. you know I've just had lectures on it, whatever. But mm -hmm. you, you can't just Google something and be like, oh yeah, I know more than you. Yeah, I mean you I, don't. So no way. Yep. Okay. So should we just uh, maybe we should just go to the question? Yeah, you want to do the question? That's fine. Let's you picked it. it out, so you're you're doing okay. it today. All right, so this is a question that I don't know your answer on. I don't know if you know my answer on either. But if you, um, if you're gonna die, mm -hmm. I am going to. If we're all, okay, we're all obviously gonna die, would you want to know the day you were gonna die or not? Would I want to know the day? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I saw you. I saw you put this in the notes. I never really. I didn't think about it deeply, but the more I think about it, I think I I probably would want to know just because I. If you don't know if I don't know, I'm not going to change anything mm -hmm. about how, in terms of how I live. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't know when I'm going to die. I'm just going to keep going. But if you told me, Hey, you know, 2061 on October 1st, you're going to die. I can plan first of all. So I would, there's so many things I, like I would just being frank with you, I'd say, fuck my student loans. I'm not paying them. Yeah. If I can't, if I can't pay them off by then, I'm not paying them. And then yeah. I could travel. I could do whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. You could, um, I think the big thing for me is you could come to terms with it. I would personally like to come to terms if I knew I was going to die. Like I could right. come, I'm not religious, so I'm not going to knew the date you were going to die. Cause we all know we were going to die, but if you knew, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to like talk to Jesus or God mm -hmm. or whoever. So I'm not going to come to terms with that, but like, at least in my own mind, I could come to terms with it and be at peace with it. And then I could do whatever the hell I wanted for, yeah, however long I had left. Right. So I, th I think it's a twofer. I think, if you know, I don't know, I would, I don't think I'd want to know because if That's I would, you know, yeah. if, if it's, you know, I, in my age, if in 10 years, I know I'm going to die. Like I, like you, I think I'm going to treat that a lot differently. If I, you know, I, in my mind, I think I'm going to live to a hundred. Yeah. And so planning for that, I'm planning to live to a hundred, but yeah. if I know it 39, I'm going to die. Like, yeah, like, man, I am doing everything differently. I mean, strippers blow. If you're dying at 30, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm no, doing yeah. that stuff. I'm going to, Oh yeah. Um, uh, in terms of maybe traveling, not caring much about having debts, just, you know, yeah, you different do things that I would try to prepare for, for my future, you know, you could just know, go family. live in Guatemala, be a bum. Like you could, you could do whatever you wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, so I personally would. Like then you could like set up, you don't, you and I don't have kids, but if you have kids, mm -hmm. you can set them up because yeah. maybe you're not, maybe you're not saving for their future as much as you should be. Right. But you know, Hey, I'm going to die in five years. Yeah. I'm just, you just start dumping money to them. Right. You know, whatever yeah. you want to do. So I think so I see the, I see the pros and the cons and uh, pros and cons in both things. And I've had this discussion and I, I brought this up because I actually had this discussion in church 
And so, yeah. <laughs> so, so and, and we all, it was like a male church group and we all kind of, we all had different answers. And I thought it was so interesting that um, one of the, um, it was funny, one of the doctors in my male church group, he wanted yeah. to know. Yeah. You're like, he was like, I want to know for sure. I definitely want to know. Cause I want to plan it. Like I want to, and, and Hell maybe, yeah. and maybe my opinion will change. Maybe I'll want to ultimately plan that one day, but I think like, just know, like, I don't know, you know, you're going to die, but then if they tell you like, this is the day yeah. then you're like, it's real. Like it's, yeah. that's makes everything so much more real. And so ign ignorance is bliss is what you're saying. Essentially. Yes, yeah. exactly. Ignorance. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to die probably one day for sure. But if I know, like, like you said, this certain date, you're just like, oh man, like, okay, yeah, it's happening, like, and 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 then you like, you, I don't know, you could go around and ask different people, you know, each day that everybody, everybody knows the day they're gonna mm -hmm. die, and so then you're like, when are you gonna die? How long are you gonna live? What are you gonna do? Yeah, and so then you start like planning your life based on, you know, and then you could go down to like how you're gonna die, you know, like you could even, you know, subsets of you're gonna oh, die. Yeah. Of you old age, you're gonna die of tripping down the street playing pickleball. Like I don't know. Like and some, then you probably get people that would, if they knew how and when, they probably try and prevent right. it, right? Like you wouldn't right. play pickleball that day and see, yeah. if, <laughs> you know, and see if see if it worked, see if it changes. And and yeah, we won't. And get then it you throw way. off, then you throw off the time space continuum, and you just fuck everything up. So and then you get a time machine, and and it it's. Just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, I mean, it's a, a deeper discussion because I think as Americans, we struggle with death. A lot of other cultures like embrace it. Like it's mm -hmm. part of life. I forget Spanish, some sort of Spanish, but they have like the day of the dead, right? Mm -hmm. Where they right. raise the dead, they redress them and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of other cultures are more in touch with death. Uh, we as Americans are just scared of, of yep. death and maybe you less so because you believe mm -hmm. in the big man, you know, mm -hmm. so you believe that there's another there's something greater, after greater power. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't believe that we're just like going to die and mm -hmm. just the ground here. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, our body. Uh, yeah, obviously, but well, yeah. Our, yeah. But like our, our, our soul flesh. or whatever you want. Yeah. Call yeah it, your soul is not yeah. can go to heaven or hell. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, and, and so, yeah, there's, uh, we won't, yeah. All of the interesting life after, you know, this short period of time that we're here on earth, but, but yeah, just to know, I, I don't know that I thought that was, I think now more I see that why people would want it to know mm -hmm. and, but I think you're, I think you're right. Ignorance is bliss. And I think that's, maybe that's a very much an American thing. I don't, I don't know like that. Yeah. You know, it, I, probably, it probably says more about my life that I would change it. Right. Like that. Yeah. I am not living probably the way I, I should or the way that I want to, if yeah. I would change how I'm living, if I knew I was going to die in 10 years. Right. So and I think everybody, I think, you know, you found out in five years from now, you're going to die at, you know, five years. I think everybody would be like, okay, yeah, then yeah. which could happen, you know, you never know. I mean, the, the, the trick is like most of us know when we're going to die. The average age is like 72. So mm -hmm. if you're average, you're, you're looking at 72, yeah. seven, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, so I think it's Obviously, 77. I think it's 77. But, see? So maybe it'll yeah. be a hundred by the time we get to that age, but most of us know. <laughs> And then, then you get, if you want to get real deep, most of us probably never live to begin with. True. And we're kind of just walk around as fucking zombies all day. And I think, I think what the younger generations are supposed to be living longer as well. I don't, I don't know if it's just because there's less pollution or there's less, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I think we continue to live longer and longer. 
and and then I think you get into your um, your quality of life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're alive. You're, yeah. 80, you're you know, you're 85 years old, or was that you like shitting yourself? You can't walk. You don't know who you are. Like, yeah. yeah like, and so you're like, oh yeah, you're definitely alive. But are you like, what's your, qual- physically what's your quality? Physically, you're alive. Yeah, physically, you're alive. Okay. But like, it's it's you know, and that goes into the whole you know, dementia and Alzheimer's and, and, and yeah, incontinence and. Mm-hmm all those things that wonderful things that happen as we, yeah, that gets into like, um, the medical top, like euthanasia, like, mm-hmm. should we, should we like let people, if they're like, if they're, mm-hmm. of, if they're of mind mm-hmm. and they're, they know that physically they're just deteriorating, like, mm-hmm. and they're watching their spouse or their kids or whoever take care of them. And they're like, I don't want to fucking live like this. Yeah. Like, should we give them the option of be like, Hey, just give yeah. me some medicine and like, let's call it a day. Like, right. Yeah, quality of life. I would be for, but that's a different, you know, that'd be that's a different discussion. Yeah, maybe that's a different question. Yeah. We'll ask one day uh, your quality, and I, and and I and I and I think I would be, and I've always thought about that about myself. You know, if my quality of life is where I'm happy, and yeah, I, I, why be around? You know, like why be around if? Yep. And that's. I mean, especially in your case, if you you believe in the afterlife. Like you, you, you're like, okay, fuck it. I know what's coming for me. Like I'm, I know where it's, I'm going. It's, it's better than what's here. So mm-hmm. let me go. I've lived my life here. Like, let me, yep. so, I mean, I think it's this, we get into this. It just is, this is why we talk longer is because things just come up, Yeah. but it's crazy to me what we allow people to choose and what we don't allow people to choose. Mm-hmm. So you can choose to go to war. You can choose to drink alcohol and just destroy yourself, but like mm-hmm. you can't choose to die with dignity at right. You know, like, you know, your body's falling apart. We should be, we should allow you to choose mm-hmm. that it's, it's yeah. time to go. If yeah. you're, if you're of sound mind, of sound mind, if, right. You know, right. Yeah, if everything right. else is like your mind is working and, but nothing else is, I don't know. Why do we not let you, it's crazy. Yeah. We let people, mm-hmm. they can, they can choose to, or not choose to do a whole bunch of stuff, but dying yeah. is not how, it's not something right. we let people right. choose. And, and I wonder if, and I don't know this, I'm speaking I wonder if in other countries they allow the people to decide these, you know, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm of sound mind. I can make that decision for myself. I don't want to be here any longer. I don't know if that's. That'd be something our foreign viewers could answer if we had. Yeah, any. for real. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to. Uh, I'm to sure look. it's culturally related in terms oh, of. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, not even getting into does the, does the state, <laughs> the country, whatever, allow you to do it. Like if mm-hmm. they allow you to do it, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah, good. Well, Okay. Well, I guess on that on that wonderful yeah. positive note, we took a we took a this was a very uh learning a good one in depth thing. Gage is getting ready for a test. And so he got to drop some knowledge on everybody. Our last one, thank God. Uh, oh, and then it's over. Yeah. You, then you have like, to do then you have to do what's called maintenance of certification, mm-hmm. which I, for us is just questions. We have to do questions every week for like the rest of our life. And we have to get CME. So go to uh, courses and stuff like that, but this is the last like formal test I should ever have to take. That's pretty exciting, man. So, well, I don't even know how to study anymore. You know, I, haven't, study. I haven't. I mean, I studied for my last exam like three years ago, so I don't. But I'm just glad it's over. That's yeah. my side. So. Finally, finally, yep. It, yeah. there, there's, there's a tunnel at the end of the light. Light again. Light again. Yeah. 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 They got they a little little stroke, but they we knew yeah. what you meant. You know, maybe <laughs> well, TIA. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so all right, uh, plug the plug it. You know, we're we're getting big on social media. I'm not gonna yeah, lie we're here. blowing up. I think uh, yeah, we've got rad underscore talk underscore dg on um, 
on all the socials. Yeah, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. YouTube right. just hit like 60 followers. We're cooking, man. We're rolling with gas now. Yeah, I'm coming and, for liquid helium, maybe, you know? Yeah, liquid helium. <laughs> there you go. And I think, obviously, a podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Gage, just put on Google, wherever. Google. Um, iTunes yeah. or not yeah. iTunes. Uh, there's another, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah. So, so check us out. Rad talk, obviously. Um, and we're going to continue to put out good content, funny memes. Gage is always That's dropping right. hilarious stuff. Right. He's going to put, yeah. yeah, get ready for Rick and Morty meme somewhere in this. I'll thing. plug a little, little Rick and Morty in this one. <laughs> uh, there's another meme I'm going to, I've already thought about plug that I'm going to plug into this one. So Gage will knock it out as usual. That's right. But until next time, everyone. Thanks again. We'll see, see you soon.